0: Today on the Zabecast, utterly dumb rules in sports history like no dunking and the crowd noise rule. Andy Poland drops by to give us his two and one Redskins take and what he thinks of the big red shirt being back in his life on Sundays. All that, plus maybe for once, this free market capitalist will get behind a federal mandate. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Tuesday, September 25th, 2018. Thank you for the download. Let's get right into it. Jimmy Garoppolo done for the year. Dagger as expected. Other injuries on Monday, including Dolphins defensive end, William Hayes, out for the year. Same thing. Torn ACL this time, trying to not commit a squishing the quarterback penalty. We'll talk more about it with Andy Poland, but... This is just insanity. That three weeks into the year, we've had this much mayhem over a simple rule. Not a simple rule, but a stupid rule. A rule nobody asked for. A rule that the referees are now like, well, this has always been in the rules. We're just starting to enforce it now. By the letter of the law, fuck off. You're ruining football. Speaking of which, got this email. You can always email the show. Email the podcast, zabe at yahoo.com. Robin Jacksonville says... I took my sons to Atlanta this weekend to watch my beloved Saints beat the Falcons in a spectacular overtime game. The Saints sacked Matt Ryan three times, but each time they did so, my reaction was a muted, oh no, here comes a flag. I fucking hated that, says Robin Jacksonville. You can't even enjoy a huge play at a pivotal moment without fearing the worst. It really made the game a lot less enjoyable for me. I just want to watch some damn football. I thought I'd piggyback on the cast topic today. I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah. And now we have a player, a defensive end, who's out for the year because he tried to throw his leg out so as to not put all of his weight or most of his weight on the quarterback. And the NFL doesn't care. And they're never going to care. And they're never going to say, you know what? We've gone too far. we got to dial this back. Oh no. They're going to they're going to dig in and double down if anything else. If if nothing else I should say. They're going to dig in, double down and give you more apples, Homer, in the vending machine. All right, there's a lot of football to talk about today. I just wanted to get a couple of NBA things in. It was opening day for NBA camps and uh, training camps and so there's media availability if not in every NBA city, it sure seemed that way in a lot of different cities. I know it was here in D.C. with the Wizards. I don't really care. John Wall's talking about I don't I can be under the radar. I'm not worried about where I stand. And then it, he turns around in the next interview and says I, I can't believe I'm the 31st best player in the NBA. You show me 30 better players. Okay, whatever. Uh, we're dreaming about Dwight Howard's big resurgence here. Reinventing himself that we're going to finally get the best of Dwight Howard. Yes! For all these years of him just fucking around and underachieving. Now, now, finally. At what, age 36 or something like that? We're going to get the best of Dwight Howard. Yeah, we'll see. LeBron showed up to Media Day and wore his Laker jersey, number 23. He did not have his own press conference to start. Like, when he signed with the Lakers, I thought there'd be a, okay, I'm going to have a press conference because I know you people are going to want to ask me questions. He didn't have that, knowing that this day would come, and he was there answering questions. He looked... It looked weird. It looked weird with him in a Laker jersey. But it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're going to be good with him. No doubt about it. It's a matter of how good and how far away they are from the big dog in the West and the big dog in the league, which is the Golden State Warriors. And I was talking to two two basketball guys who know what they're talking about. Both Steve Buckhans, play-by-play man for the Washington Wizards. And Chris Knocke, the color analyst for University of Maryland basketball. And both of them said, wait in a year when Kevin Durant joins him in L.A. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I said, really? And they're like, really? That will be interesting if it actually happens. The other weird thing was seeing Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. In a Raptors uniform. As you may remember, when we last left the NBA, as the NBA turns, Kawhi Leonard was trying to get traded to a place he wanted to go and get a max contract. And who knows what he wanted. He didn't really talk. He was completely out of pocket. Well, it ends up that, you know, San Antonio says, all right, fuck you. We'll trade you to Toronto. Where where they knew he would not be happy. And he isn't happy. But here he is at his opening press conference with maybe the most awkward, insincere laugh anyone has ever heard.
1: And what would you like people to know about you?
0: Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Yeah, you seem like absolutely a barrel of laughs right now. Um, I mean, there's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at because he was up on the podium and it was very dark around the room where the reporters were. <laughs> you got to ask me more. I can't just riff on myself. And then that la- that laugh over, I don't even know where you're sitting. <laughs> I just can't give you a whole spill.
1: I don't even know where you sitting at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! I mean, I don't want to goof on the kid, but still, that's I don't well. even know where you sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so wrong. All right couple of uh, business items here. It's so funny. I, I mean, I love the feedback. Give me feed give me all the feedback you want. Give me the positive, give me the negative, give me the brutally honest. I take it all in, try to process it, I average it out because there's a lot of conflicting feedback. Like for example, my longtime golf buddy, writer, golf writer, lawyer Jay Flemma, he texted me, he's like texted or emailed or left a voicemail or something in which he's like, man, you got to step it up. You can't open with that weak shit like that. The, the clickbait story about Kevin Costner and the penis enhancement ads that you saw on MLB.com. That, that's weak, man. You can't open with that shit. Like, okay. Another guy said the exact opposite. He was like, oh, my God, that was so great. I was laughing my ass off. I couldn't believe it. And I was wondering why indeed that would be on MLB.com. I still don't have an answer as to why does MLB.com, a reputable website, have such utterly shameless shit clickbait for penis enhancement. I I guess the sheer numbers of well, MLB.com gets a trillion hits and the and the penis enhancement, you know, industry is like, well, we'll pay you this much money, and MLB is like, fine, put it up there. What do we care? stiffen your bat while you're reading some box scores yay and then when it comes to the premium subscription i have said over and over and i'll say it again you are not getting your five dollars worth yet in terms of pure value for just getting the friday five ways football podcast We are now in our, we're going on our fourth week. So we've had three episodes. We're less than a month into this. I'm starting to add more stuff. It's going to take a little time to ramp up. I've said all along that basically this is a affinity buy for you. Five bucks a month to support me, support these endeavors, and to give me the oomph and the encouragement to keep building on and to keep expanding. And you people have responded in tremendous numbers. And if you don't want to buy the Friday show, uh, don't. Absolutely, don't. Just listen to these four days for free, at your leisure, and carry on. But I get, I get these emails. Actually, this is a tweet from one Liam D. He writes, "This is America. Get sponsors. We won't pay for your mansion, multiple TVs, camera fetish, drones." director's chairs, etc., especially for a pussy version of PMT, meaning pardon my take. I listen to pardon my take. I enjoy it. A couple of F-bombs coupled with PC, I don't want to lose my other job for stuff. I stay here. It's worth $0. And then he follows it up with, and I hate to say that because I'm a big fan. Expecting people to make $15 per hour to support your lifestyle is absurd. Liam D. has one follower on that particular Twitter account. I find that so fascinating. I'm not expecting anybody to do anything. I'm offering you, if you want it, have at it. If you'd like to support, I appreciate it. Otherwise, don't. He gets so mad. My my, My mansion my multiple TVs, my camera fetish, my drones, my director chairs, et cetera, trust me, the podcast is not paying for any of that. Okay, And I don't necessarily need this income to live, but I would like to create something that can be a sustainable business and a revenue stream that is also something that people happily either pay for or listen to sponsors. Now, there's going to be some sponsors at some point I know there will be. And then, then, people can complain, you know, I'm paying you five bucks a month. I don't know why I got to listen to sponsors or ads the other four days a week. This is bullshit. Okay? Well, then, unsubscribe. I don't don't lock you in for a year. Just come and go as you please. Subscribe, unsubscribe, blah, blah, blah. I love how uh, Liam says, this is America. Get sponsors. How about this is America? Charge money get money i don't know what part of america i violated by asking you to subscribe if you want to support my uh, marketing guru web guru podcast guru chris broussard of com. ding says we're, we're he, he sent me the list of countries that have downloaded the ZabeCast. He says, see attached, 104 different countries represented. Those of interest include Pakistan, Nepal, Burkino Faso, Uzbekistan, Trinidad and Tobago, Senegal, Mongolia, Vietnam, Ukraine, Bahrain, and Bolivia. He says, we're huge in Bolivia, over 159 downloads. Still waiting on most of the communists who are holding out. Cuba and North Korea are at zero. We did squeak one in on Argentina. (laughs) Ha ha. I think I'd be freaked out if North Korea did show up as a download to the ZabeCast. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. They're going to hack into this thing somehow. Africa, he says, we've got a long way to go, although Morocco, Kenya, and Tanzania are off the board, as well as Senegal, Nigeria, and South Africa. Egypt, Sudan, South Sudan, Ethiopia, Somalia, Somalia, Niger, DRC, Zambia, Angola and many others still at 0. Northern Europe, northern Europe is a clean sweep he says. It's Eastern Europe and the old Soviet bloc that there are still some holdouts, Estonia, Belarus, Moldova, Croatia, Bosnia, Herzegovina. That's one country. In particular, I still haven't posted yet, but both the Czech Republic and Slovakia have posted, as have Armenia, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, Romania, and Serbia. So the Iron Curtain has some holes in it. Asia is almost a complete clean sweep. It's just North Korea, Bhutan, Brunei, Laos, Timor-Leste holding out on us. (laughs) The reading of the names of the countries. I can assure you all of those downloads are from americans working overseas and i thank you for all those downloads all right without further ado andy Poland occupies tuesdays here on the zabe cast and we got to get his take on the redskins surging to a 2 and one record out of the gates after week three there we go and there he is the man who just turned 60 years old Mazzle Mazzle, andy good things
1: <laughs> well it's Actually, uh, about six weeks ago, I turned sixty. But yeah, oh, yeah I'm 60. You
0: know. still though, yeah. we had, we had a little get together for Andy, a little surprise party put together by your daughter Samantha and your son Jeremy. Yeah.
1: yeah, they did a great job. I was very very happy to see you and all the good people from the sports media there. That was a lot of fun.
0: It was good, and apparently, your daughter quote hacked into your email to find yeah. people to email. How did she exactly hack into your email?
1: Well, she helped me set up my Gmail account, and she knows my password. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> wow! How about yeah. that? Interesting. Yeah. You know, she is a she's an attorney. She could maybe yeah. be disbarred for that. I don't want to get her in uh, trouble or anything, but still.
1: I don't think so. If she's disbarred, she moves back home. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> so, how does it feel to be sixty, Bud?
1: Eh, feels okay, you know. It's uh, another year. It's, uh, I guess, a significant year, but uh, yeah, I got another forty to go, so I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, gonna, you know, peter out here.
0: I just turned fifty, and I still can't believe I'm fucking fifty because I still think like a twenty-four year old. I feel like, luckily, I knock on wood. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I feel older a little bit, obviously, but the way I think, I just don't. I don't think like an old man. Do you think like an well, old man? Well, you know man? what? That
1: that, that may be the key difference between you and I, because I've been thinking like a 60-year-old since I was 30. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not true, though. You still, lo- you still love sports, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I do love a great day like yesterday, watching the Redskins score four touchdowns in the first half, which I didn't think was possible. So, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. This league, why do you think this league is so... Unbelievably unpredictable. I mean, the Bills go in and kick the shit out of the Vikings. A uh, 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 An upset that was the largest upset since December 3rd, 1995 at RFK, Andy, when the Redskins, as 16.5-point underdogs, beat the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure you remember yeah. that game.
1: Yeah, was was that? I think that was the game where Troy Aikman went out early, though, with an injury. Am I right about that? It was RFK. That was the game.
0: I'll look it up uh, right now. But that was the last time that a 16-point underdog won outright. And I don't think the Redskins yeah. won going away quite as badly as the Vikings did.
1: But yeah, I'll look it know, up I, right I, now. Well, here, here's the backstory from what I remember of that game. That was the year that, you know, they had Barry Switzer as their coach, and Troy Aikman (laughs) hated Switzer, and the story was he wanted Jerry Jones to hire Norv Turner, so he went out with some type of calf injury, and it may have been a phantom calf injury early in the game. I think that... The story was that he wanted the Cowboys to lose so Jerry would get pissed and fire Switzer and hire North. I think yeah. that's that's how that went.
0: Uh, Redskins 24, Cowboys 17. The Cowboys came into the game 10-2. and two. The Redskins were 3-9 and nine at the time.
1: And, yeah,
0: yeah uh, in the game it's – Wait a minute,
1: then, then back up on that. That might have been – that was the year they swept the Cowboys. The Cowboys were swept and they won the Super Bowl. That's when they beat the Steelers. Really? Yeah. And – yeah, so I think that was Heath Schuler winning that game in Dallas. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's the case.
0: Uh Heath Schuler was eleven of twenty four. Eleven yeah. of twenty four for a hundred and fifty four yards and one touchdown.
1: Yeah. So the game that Aikman went out was the game at RFK, and then Shuler winning in Dallas. So that would make sense. They would be a bigger underdog on the road. Yeah. yeah. That makes a- sense.
0: Aikman was twenty nine of forty seven for two eighty five. And somehow <laughs> the Redskins won that game.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: With Henry Ellard and Terry Allen uh, at wide receiver and running back. Well, why do you think the NFL is so unpredictable? What do you think, well, think it is? I think free
1: agency has a lot to do with it. I really do. I think that that has, has leveled things out, and uh, and you can have games like this. Also, I think the uh, especially early in the season like this, where the preseason is completely nothing now, that your teams are finding themselves in these early season games. And I don't think you'd have a game like that late in the year, but this time of year, I think it makes some sense.
0: That there's just – like, do you think the Vikings were just totally off or do you think the Bills came in jacked up like they're on the most powerful drug in the world saying, we're going to
1: kill these guys? It doesn't make sense. They had a player quit at halftime in the previous game. I I know. Uh, the Vikings had a great game. Now, maybe you could say, yeah, they left it all on the field against the Packers, but I don't think so. I think it was just a case of the Vikings looking at the Bills and going, Bills. <laughs> you look at them. They're a mess. They can't win a game. They can't keep players on their team from quitting at halftime. We should take care of them easily. So I think you, there's, so there's you, that mindset. You yeah. do
0: think that pro teams do take other pro teams lightly when they absolutely should not?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think, I think the Redskins. Took the Colts lightly, yeah. They took, they did, and they had no right to. But that's just the nature of of football, and I think it's the nature of the head coach too. Now that may ultimately pay dividends down the line, but I think that he does not keep the pressure on them to continue to win games, and that's why I think they overlook the Colts.
0: How do you feel about this team now that they're two and one?
1: I really don't know. It's it's hard to look. How do we the feel best about thing? them?
0: Yeah, what's the best thing we got going for us right now?
1: The what D they line, have right? Now, Payne they have, they and Allen. A, they have a defensive line, and the defense does appear to be better. Uh, and that they have a quarterback who knows how to play. Uh, I think that you know, for, to a great degree, he's at least more experienced than Kirk, and that he's able to win these type of games. I think. I think another thing is, is that. Gruden's game plans, while this one was very good yesterday against the Packers, he clearly wasn't ready to play the Colts. He comes out of that game saying, yeah, they played a a soft cover two zone. Well, that's kind of basic. Why weren't you ready for that, you know? Right, right. And and in this game, if you looked at the numbers, the Packers were, A, giving up points, and, B, giving up yardage on the ground. You know, teams were averaging 4.6 yards a carry against them going in. So to see what Terry Allen did, it's not that shocking.
0: Yeah. Even though the – I mean, I'm excited about Payne and Allen and Ionitis. Yeah. There are other guys that are not necessarily stepping up. The secondary for the Redskins appears disorganized at best, and mm-hmm. they give up plays. I mean, if Lance Kendricks doesn't catch that ball, or if he does catch that ball – who knows what the game could have been? That was a dagger of a drop. I told my friends in Green Bay or in, in Milwaukee, I said, You got to cut Lance Kendricks for dropping that pass. If for no other reason than to send a message to the rest of the locker room that says, We're not fucking around. We don't need you. If you can't catch a pass like that, we can't have you on the team.
1: Yeah. Well, you you do it. I know you do a spot with them uh, every day in Milwaukee. Don't they hate Mike McCarthy, even though he's won a Super Bowl? Uh,
0: It's funny because the two DJs, Bob and Brian, have finally come around to not liking him. Bob more so than Brian. Brian is coming around a bit more slowly. A good number of listeners up there are now convinced, even though I've been banging the drum to get this guy out of there. I said after the Seattle debacle where they blew a Mm -hmm. a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. I said, he's got to go. I said, change it out. Who are we going to get? Who's better? I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. You know what else he has done since he has been there? Hasn't been back to another Super Bowl, much less won another Super Bowl. He's been there 13 years, and he has one appearance to show for it with both Favre and with Aaron Rodgers.
1: That's true. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only one Super Bowl win. That is... That is yeah, and that's that's a good point there. And John Madden said when he retired after ten years with the Raiders, after ten years they get tired of you, they they tune yeah. you out.
0: You know what yeah. though? They're they're two. That this is the only downside to not having an owner. If there was a billionaire owner, that billionaire owner would have said at least a year or two ago, we got to change this guy out. But they move yeah. so yeah. slowly. They are so conservative up there. Mark Murphy is the team president. Mm Ex-Redskin, good guy, smart guy, but they're just so very cautious. I feel bad because I feel like McCarthy is wasting Rogers' career right now.
1: Yeah, well, now you got all these problems in Pittsburgh too, and they do business the same way. You know, Mike Tomlin only the third coach they've had since 1968 or nine, something
0: like that. Exactly. All right, so let's see. So the Redskins got a good front three. Finally, Mm -hmm. Uh, the O line is pretty good. Peterson. How more? How much more can AP continue like this?
1: I, I still think there's there's an injury that's going to happen. I, I I can't believe that he will turn in performances like this week after week. I, I really can't. But you, you know, when they needed him to be good, he was very good. And he's maybe he's not as good as he was in his prime, but he's better than anybody else they've had around here since Alfred Morris. And Morris may have been a product of the scheme. I was gonna say. Uh,
0: isn't AP yeah. the most exciting runner? Like that run, the big one on Sunday, where he does the classic burst, cut, and gallop, and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit, that was sweet." We haven't had that since probably Portis, because yeah. Alfred was more of a straight line runner, a one cut guy. Mm-hmm. That was that was scheme dependent with that zone read with without with, Al, with uh, Robert.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they the Redskins in their history. Have not really had a running back like that. I mean, you know, the classic ones, John Riggins was a you know, plow horse. Right. Um, you know, Larry Brown was like a battering ram. Uh, Portis, yes, to some degree, but this guy has got much more wiggle, and he's big. I mean, yeah. he's he's a big back with moves. We really haven't seen that here ever.
0: He'll be the second Redskin Hall of Fame, well, third Redskin Hall of Fame running back. Rigo is one.
1: Uh, yeah, and That's
0: it. T- uh, Taylor?
1: Well, Taylor was came was, out as a running back at a college and, and was converted was, to wide receiver. Right. You know? uh, retired, by the way, with the most receptions of anybody.
0: But is it, that was, isn't he in the Hall of Fame? I
1: need to yeah, look that he's up. But, yeah, okay. But as a wide receiver. Got it. And same okay. thing with Bobby Mitchell, who started out as a running back in Cleveland with the Browns, was a running back here for a while, but better known as a wide receiver.
0: Who was the worst running back we ever had? Just a oh. guy that was supposed to be good hyped and just totally sucked
1: well th- there was a guy um why is his name escaping me but he came out of notre dame and he was uh, i think a rookie in 93 Ricky urbans no Urban urbans was before him
0: and he was from usc yeah. okay
1: yeah but he he anyway he had he had a thousand yards but he had like three 75 plus yard games and Then the next year he got hurt, and that's when they kept, you know, Terry Allen coming here is a very similar circumstance to Adrian Peterson. Terry Allen had uh, torn ACLs in both knees. And
0: former Viking.
1: And former Viking, yep, that's true. And uh, they brought him in, and it was sort of, you know, well, you know, he's a veteran, let's see what he's got left in the tank. And he had 2,000-yard seasons for them. He kept Stephen Davis on the bench for a couple years, or made him actually a fullback. Oh, that's right. And uh, and then Davis, of course, replaced him and had a had a good run, too. But Davis, Davis was nothing like that, either. Davis was, was more of a power runner than we see with Adrian Peterson.
0: Here was a random thought yesterday that I threw out there here on this podcast, and I thought I'd run it by you because you have such a good encyclopedic memory of things in sports. I asked the question, what if McCarthy had lost his lid and gotten himself thrown out of the game? When was the last time you remember an NFL coach being kicked out of a game, Andy?
1: I don't think there has been one. You remember Bill Cower at halftime taking the Polaroid shots <laughs> shoving in the pocket of Gordon
0: the- McCarter the line or the referee He's like take a look at this and stuffs in this yeah. thing. He didn't get kicked but out of the think game for that. he was thrown
1: out. No. I, I don't think he was No, because so, I, I don't I don't even know if that's in the rule book. I think the only thing they can give you is unsportsmanlike conduct, but I don't think
0: You don't think they can they be ejected.
1: No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. How you come know, it, it, it how come it never
0: how come it never happens?
1: Uh, I guess there just isn't any – because there's so many assistants to pull the guy away. I mean, I guess he would have to actually choke a referee to, to, to get thrown out. I don't, I don't know what this. you know, Woody Hayes, when he was the coach at Ohio State, uh, towards the end of the game, he took the yard markers and broke them over his knee. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know if he got even got thrown out of the game for that. I know probably it was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, but that was about it.
0: Yeah. Well, if I was McCarthy, it would have been hard for me not to want to strangle the refs after that call on Clay Matthews. What, Andy, well, is the league going to do about
1: well, this? Not, not only that, the league quickly phoned whoever was in charge of putting the word out, oh, no, that's the correct call. By the letter of the law, that's the correct call. But, uh, you know, I, I wonder, and this this may sound incredible, but I wonder if it keeps at this rate, will they just say for all other positions you tackle and the quarterback it's two-hand touch? Could wow. You see, I mean, it, why not?
0: Wow, we
1: we had, but it's so ridiculous. We had a a lineman from the uh, Dolphins yesterday. Did William Hayes?
0: Have you seen the play? Yeah, yeah. And would you you, tackle
1: the right way? And would you agree
0: that it was definitely because he tried to get his leg off of him, and it caused a weird angle where he hit his knee on the turf? Because when I saw the play, I was like, yeah, he was definitely doing something weird, and he banged his knee, and now he's out for the year.
1: Yeah, and is the NFL going to care about him? No, no, of course not. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to say, see, see? No, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even hit. He tore his ACL yeah. making a cut. It's insane. It really is.
0: I, 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 was saying, I was trying to come up today with rules on my show. If this is not the worst rule ever in sports, what is?
1: Who? Because um, uh,
0: they, someone said the, the comparison would be when the NCAA briefly banned dunking.
1: Yeah, that In was the you
0: know, 70s, either over Kareem or Wilt. I forget which one.
1: No, it was, it was, he it was, it was then Lou Alcindor and it was, uh, I think, I think he was allowed to dunk his sophomore year. Those days, the freshmen were ineligible to play varsity. So it may have even been before he hit the varsity and they saw this guy who was coming. He was probably the most celebrated high school player ever, even more than LeBron and they said, oh, my God, he'll he'll change the game, so we're going to outlaw dunking, And they did for, <laughs> could, might have been 10 years. You know, 10 years. 10 short, years? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, there was a guy who played at NC State who was the best player I ever saw in the David ACC, Thompson. better than Jordan, better than Bias. His name was David Thompson. And David Thompson, during his three years playing varsity at NC State, was not allowed to dunk. He would go high above the rim and just drop it in. If he'd have been allowed to dunk, it, it'd have been unbelievable. It'd have been spectacular.
0: Holy shit, you're right, Andy. The uh, the dunk was banned from 67 to 1976. Yeah, Many people attributed yeah. this to the dominance of then college phenom Lew Alcindor, now known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Yeah. You know, they and, were afraid and, he was just going to change it. Yeah.
0: And so they they were they were they thought it was a competitively unfair thing, or were mm-hmm. they worried about rims being broken? or damage to the backboard
1: no there had been rims broken in the nba in fact uh chuck connors the rifleman uh broke one uh for the boston Celtics. i I don't think it was a breaking of the rims i think because he was playing for ucla which at that point had had already won a a couple or maybe three ncaa championships they say here's a guy who's joining one of the great teams in the country and he's going to be allowed to dunk, it's going to be, you know, they're going to win games 100 to to 60 or 100 to, you know, 55. They they thought he he would just be so dominant that it would make the game a joke, so they thought they'd even it out a little bit by not allowing dunking, which, you know, was foolish. But the thing about that was at least you could play basketball and not have a dunk. In football, how do you have players – Sack the quarterback without landing on him. How is that possible?
0: It's insanity. It's it's insanity. It's infuriating. And now the league is lying to us, and they're condescending to us. And really, all these injuries that are happening right now, we're, down three, we're not down three quarterbacks, but three quarterbacks are majorly beat up. Rodgers has a bad knee, nothing to do with an illegal hit. Mariota's right. got a bad arm and elbow, which they said after the fact, yeah, that was kind of illegal. Garoppolo's out for the year. On a play that wasn't flagged, it wouldn't be flagged. And there's going to be more injuries based on plays that you can't legislate against. So they're going to yeah. keep losing quarterbacks, even though the rules are this stupid,
1: yeah. which is yeah. frustrating. I, I don't, know. I, I don't know what they're going to do about it because I, I don't know how you can possibly tackle a quarterback uh, without landing on him. If you, if you push him down, is that unsportsmanlike conduct? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you, uh, it, 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 the. the, the If you're too
0: mean to him, yes, they'll say that's a penalty, you're too mean.
1: But the tackle that he made, even the guys who were doing the game on TV, Charles Davis and uh, the play-by-play guy, I forget his name, but they said they thought that because he drove his face mask into the shoulder that that was unsportsmanlike conduct. They didn't even know that he landed on him with his body weight. How else was he supposed to land? What is it, that Flying Willenders? I mean, right. how, uh, Mary Lou Retton, is he supposed to do a backflip? and not? It's, it's, it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> Plus, you know, a lot of <laughs> Packer fans are like, how come Deron Payne didn't get penalized when he basically just whipped Rodgers to the ground and slammed him into the turf? Well, the answer is, how else is he going to make the play? He's bear-hugging him from behind. Duron right. Payne is listed at 320. He's probably more than that. And Aaron Rodgers is two twenty five, according to the media guide. That's a hundred pounds of difference. It's yeah. just basic physics. So I guess you know, I think the NFL Andy is in this. They've got they've got their fingers in a Chinese finger trap of quarterbacks, where the tighter they the harder they pull to try to make it safer, the tighter it gets, and and they're at a point where it's counterproductive. I remember the league used to be such that yeah, you need a quarterback, and yeah, it'd be good if he was a good one, but your season wasn't over if you didn't have a guy or if your starter went down. Am I right about that?
1: He, well, I mean, there have been you know famous cases like the, the Baltimore Colts who went to the Super Bowl, played the Jets. They played most of the year with Earl Morrill, who was the backup to Johnny Unitas. Well, how about more uh, recently?
0: We, how about the Ravens when they swapped yeah. between Banks and Dilfer and won it all?
1: How yeah, about- or, or Latt. Yeah. Last year, the Eagles with Foles. You know, yeah, it, it does happen. How about the Redskins it,
0: with Schrader, who got benched for Doug Williams?
1: Yeah, Schrader yeah, was a was... project
0: guy. Williams was a retread and an old vet. These were not franchise quarterbacks. Like, you can't replicate what the Redskins did today with two nondescript quarterbacks, I don't think.
1: Well, also though the game was not as dependent on the passing, like that's my a, that... point
0: is that the NFL said, remember the famous SI cover in '93? Can the NFL be saved? Yeah, and it was yeah. uh, it was after like a couple of six three and a three nothing game, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like like the Packers, uh, I think going into yesterday. They were one and three in games where they had rushed for over a hundred yards, and I think uh, Aaron Rodgers had missed the three of those games right and And, and the feeling was you know the, the, if they're running for a hundred yards, there's something wrong they they throw the ball all the time. <laughs> right. used to be a redskin win was somewhat automatic if they ran for a hundred yards. and when Joe Gibbs was coaching the team, that was always a goal to get a hundred yards rushing as a team, and that's how they would win. Uh, but now the game is; it, they encourage the pass. Uh, they make it easier for the quarterback. They don't just
0: encourage the pass; they worship the pass. Yeah, they yeah. obsess about the pass, and they're all right. about the pass. Like I looked this up in nineteen in two thousand. There was in the year in the year two in the year two thousand there was mm-hmm. twenty three one thousand yard rushers in the league, versus right. just thirteen three thousand yard passers. Hmm. Last year, there was only 9,000-yard rushers, and there were 22 3,000-plus-yard passers. So Not that's that, That's the state of the game.
1: yards isn't that hard to get anymore. What is it, about 60, 65 yards well, a game, always, something like that?
0: Andy, it's always been the same amount of yards to get per no, game. No, <laughs>
1: but but when I was a kid, they played 14 games. So well, I'm just, counting,
0: I'm just counting 16-game schedules. But still, that's yeah. where the game is. I think the NFL... If they were smart, which they're not, and if they didn't quite care as much about money, which they don't because they're greedy as shit, mm-hmm. they would tilt the game back towards being more running balanced. How do you do it? Very easy. You ready, Andy? All right. Liberalize two things. Offensive line holding and defensive mm-hmm. back interference. In other words, call Fewer flags for holding on the offensive line and fewer flags on defenders for defending passes. You saw how many. Well, that's.
1: You saw. That was the change. You know, in 1978, which was, I think, also the year that they went to the 16 game schedule, that the five yards off the line of scrimmage you can't hit a receiver was changed because, you know, guys like Pat Fisher used to almost tackle. Harold Carmichael in the open field. And, and I'm not saying
0: and I'm not saying go back to the seventy six rules. I'm saying dial it down. Tell your referees we want fewer flags in both those areas, meaning be more liberal in your interpretation of what is or is not holding. And therefore what that yeah. does, Andy, is it immediately protects the quarterbacks better because sacks will go down because guys mm-hmm. will be able to hold a little bit more. It'll right. open up more running lanes, so teams will be encouraged to run more, and it'll make it harder to pass because you don't get flags all the time for easy first downs. I mean, the 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 Redskins lived off those penalties in the first half
1: on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's another thing. You know, today's wide receiver, anytime he gets breezed on, is throwing his arm up in the air to get a flag. You know that, that he thinks he should be, uh, you know, pass interference. So, and, and, yeah, and what that, that would do
0: talent. is then teams would say, hey, we're going to build our team with a good running game, good offensive line, good defense, and yeah, we're going to spend for a quarterback, but we're not going to break the bank. We're not going to give yeah. Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed because look at what the Niners did. They load the boat on Jimmy Garoppolo. Nice quarterback, good-looking fella. Their season is over now, Andy. It's over. Mm-hmm. They are back right. to the catatonic state they were in. Like uh, uh, De Niro in Awakenings. Awakenings, yes. <laughs> They're back to the catatonic <laughs> state they were before the trade last year. All because Bobby there's.
1: Beathard's grandson is the quarterback. Yeah, I know. I know. nice, nice yeah. kid,
0: but not yeah. going to be able to get it done. Uh, here's All another right. crazy rule for you. Somebody texted this in. Remember when you would get penalized as the home team if the crowd noise was too loud in the NFL?
1: Was that? Was that with the famous um, thing where he said, uh, Sam Weiss said, you're not in. uh, No, that was a snowball.
0: No, that was a snowball that was thrown. But there was a
1: crowd thing? Don't you um, you
0: remember referees? Yes, referees used to go up and they would stand over the ball when the crowd noise got too loud and they would wait until the crowd settled down. And I guess in theory you could get penalized, although I don't ever quite remember that happening.
1: I don't know if it was such a penalty as it was an advantage for the road team if the clock was running down, that that would stop the clock if he did that, if I, if I have that right. I may be wrong on that, but I think that's the way that was.
0: Well, I just remember sometimes like, oh, yeah, referee's coming in here, crowd. The quarterback yeah. says he can't hear it. Remember the quarterback should go, like, they'd tap their helmet, like, I can't hear.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it was a penalty. I, I, I don't think so. But, I think they, but, the the referees,
0: but the referees would get in there.
1: And they would stop the play
0: clock, and they would pause until the crowd settled down. (laughs) Unbelievable.
1: Well, Uh, Well, at FedEx Field, they don't have to worry about that because, A, there aren't a lot of people there, and there are enough people from the visiting team to shut up when they have the ball.
0: (laughs) How'd you feel about the crowd? Shitty day. Terrible, rainy day.
1: Yeah, hard to tell. Um, you know, really wasn't a factor. But, um, you know, clearly Green Bay coming in, you would think there would have been more people there. Uh, but I think that the poor game against the Colts hurt that. And the fact that, you know, people are watching their beautiful televisions at home. That's a, another big factor there. Yeah.
0: Uh, another bad rule, the PGA allowing viewers to call in penalties yes. that they see watching on the couch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was, wasn't was that first? The first one I remember was Craig Stadler uh, hitting underneath a tree and he put a towel down to protect his knees, and somebody saw that. That's they the did. first yeah. one I remember. Yeah, that yeah. was
0: like one of the first ones. It was deemed yeah. building a stance. Yeah. Even yeah. though it really didn't do anything to build his stance. Uh, the yeah. rules of golf are, are crazy. Hey, speaking of that, let's talk golf, Andy. How about your oh. boy Eldrick? Tiger Woods.
1: Well, I was you know, following Twitter enough to know that I wasn't watching him because football was on, but uh, I did see that he was coming up 18. You weren't watching him.
0: You being Mr. Tiger Woods. I really did not,
1: but I did see, you know, when he was about to come up 18, the sea of humanity that followed him was absolutely stunning. I mean, that that shot, I could watch that a hundred times. That is unbelievable. How, you, how many people why, do you think we're following him?
0: Uh, hundreds, thousands. Now, why do you think no crowds break away and do that to Rory, or to do that because to Dustin Johnson, or to do that to Justin Thomas, or to do that to anyone else?
1: He he's Tiger. That's why. And <laughs> I did see the the uh, Dan Hicks. Yeah, I did see the Dan Hicks uh, post post game thing where they had him and they had Justin Rose and. Uh, Rose, I guess, is player of the year. FedEx points—you you know more about that than I do.
0: He won the FedEx did, Cup, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but so they did this, you know thing with with tiger and tiger tipped his hat to rosie he kept calling him rosie Rosie. and then they start to interview justin rose and he gets like half of an answer out and then hicks yanks the microphone away and says we gotta go good night
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly it was it was like the vaudevillian cane around his neck okay you're gone
1: yeah yeah, yeah. We, we we interviewed the guy who matters. We're going to let you say two words, and then you're done because nobody gives a damn about you.
0: Well, it's pretty amazing he's come back from this. I mean, it's yes. unbelievable. Fifteen months ago, he was gorked out on goofballs, crashed his car. Lucky he didn't drive into a swamp and drown, frankly.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I you know, you wondered if, if he was going to live, much less play golf again, and the fact that he's won, now, you know, can he win a major? Yeah, I guess he can now, right? I mean, if he wins that, of course. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think he's he's one of the favorites going into the Masters next year? He, led,
0: he led a major, the British Open, standing on the 10th tee just yeah. this summer, and then right. let it slip out of his hands. Yeah, he's already the favorite for the Masters, and as long as that back holds up, and who knows, Andy, how that back is holding up. That's the third back surgery he has had.
1: That's true. But but the other thing is he's actually older now. So he's actually at an age where even if he were still really good, he would still be declining because of age. So the fact and yet, that he's winning
0: and yet, uh, Andy, after all that. And yet, Andy, his club head speed has never been faster.
1: Yeah, that's a little uh, At I'm age curious.
0: 42. After yeah. his third back surgery, you and I have been around enough sports rodeos to know when things look really weird, just keep a little bit in reserve. Like 5% in reserve that, hey, something down the line may come out and you go, oh, okay. That's yeah. all. Well, 5%. I mean,
1: it, it, I'm just putting 5% yeah, uh, off yeah. to the side. Well, look, here. He, he's been through so much that maybe if, if, in fact, there is some kind of performance enhancer there – You know, his legacy is so, you know, so famished at the end anyway. Maybe he thought it would be worth the risk, and if people found out he used PEDs, they go, well, okay. You know, he was a serial cheater on his wife. Uh, He did a lot of stupid things, and uh, he still has those 14 majors. And I'm not not
0: saying that he is. I'm just saying, like, like for example, what if a a champion cyclist has cancer, and then he comes back from cancer, (laughs) and he's better than he was – before the cancer, like that'd be crazy, wouldn't it, Andy?
1: Well, I mean Bar- Barry Bonds, who never hit fifty home runs when he's thirty-seven, hits seventy-three. <laughs> Something's not right there. That's, that's funny. <laughs> All right,
0: yeah. you're going to watch the Ryder Cup.
1: Uh, some, yeah, it's in the morning. I kind of like that. It's in the morning.
0: It's overnight, actually. The live coverage it is- it'll it'll be on by the time you get up.
1: Yeah, I get up early, so I'll see
0: some of that. Um, but no. do, you know, do you know who buttonholed me at your birthday party to talk Ryder Cup briefly, and this absolutely warmed my heart? Young Jeremy. Oh, yeah? Yes, yeah. your Hi. son. Your son, who is a, a basketball fanatic, yeah, loves, college hoops. loves the round ball, more college than pros. Yeah. He's like... Hey, hey zeb I just got to ask you, like, is there any way we lose the Ryder Cup, meaning the USA? And I said, huh? I said, yeah. I said, you know, it, on paper, it looks like, you know, we've got them totally outgunned, but this is a weird format. It's, you know, it's always designed to be tight, and it always is tight. It's on their soil, even though France doesn't give a shit about the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, and I stopped. I go, do you play golf, by the way, now? Because your son's a teacher now in Boston. Yeah.
1: yeah. In New York, New York, in New Jersey.
0: York, yeah, and and he goes no, no. He said, but I just love watching the Ryder Cup, and I said, damn it, Jeremy, that makes me so happy <laughs> because well, look, it's a great, Andy, it. it's a great event that yeah. is every two years that is unlike the normal boring golf where it's just little polite golf clap. It is, it is a intense thing from the very first tee shot.
1: I tried with him. I, I I said to him, you know, my father didn't play golf and I wasn't exposed to the game until I was in my mid-40s and I tried it and I quit. But I said, for you, you're young and if you want to do it, let's do it. So we got some clubs. We had a deal with golf them and they got some clubs there and I sent him to a golf camp and he, he did it for a while. But then he decided he didn't like it. I said, but okay, I gave you the chance. But he does, he's like me. He likes to watch it. I like to watch golf because I don't have a lot of patience, so they go from shot to shot to shot, shot, shot. I like but it, that.
0: But like it, it, it is it is fun to watch golf because there's always a variety of shots and predicaments and oh shit, he's in the water or he's in the yeah. trees and like he's got to make this putt and he made it. Okay, that's great and everything. So, and you're right, you don't have to go through any of the frustration yourself trying to play this infernal game. You just watch guys who are insanely good at it do it on tv
1: i've also noticed this that that guys who play other sports and can't play them anymore really love golf the competitive aspect of it it keeps them do you know how many
0: do you know how many athletes ex players love golf football players basketball players baseball players yeah i mean a, a ton of- and and, and yeah, we're oh, talking now. Steph Curry has played now in two pro events, and has not embarrassed himself. He's still a star NBA player.
1: That's yeah, so oh, great yeah, yeah, for well, the game with, of golf. Yeah, and look, Gary Williams said uh, you can talk golf with him more than oh, yeah. you can talk basketball. Hmm. He loves he loves it. Uh, what was the yeah? Uh, what was the one where um, uh, Payne Stewart rolled in that long putt? Was that a Ryder Cup event? Uh, that was they, the one at,
0: that was the U.S. Open at Pinehurst when he beat Phil Mickelson in 1999,
1: and then no you, no 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 this this was a, this was a team event. A where, Ryder Cup
0: Ryder Cup at uh, at Brookline when he was playing Monty in singles on Sunday. His match yeah. ended up not mattering, but he was uh yeah he makes a big long putt and he pumps his fist and he's got gum flying out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately and, and he, he died. Teammates... Yeah, he died two days later on that plane flight that lost oxygen. <sighs>
1: Yeah, well, I, I was doing I was doing a post-game show with, with Joe Jacoby and Monty Coleman, and I literally had to drag them away from the TV to get on the air to talk about the football game. That's, that's how into it they were. It was amazing. Yes.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, yeah. uh, real quick before I let you go, did you see where Junior Gallette and Chris Baker, yeah. two ex-Redskins, are now basically begging to come back to the team? Baker, yeah. Baker, who was in Cincinnati, I think, and got cut on September 1st, currently without yeah. a team, a guy who's kind of like a Haynesworth Jr., uh, but a little bit more funny, a little bit more colorful, washed out in Tampa after one year. They regretted that signing right away. He tweeted out a picture of him in Redskins color saying, man, I, I want to get back to this or something like that. And then you got Jules Gallett basically lobbying the Skins via Twitter to sign him again because he well, turned down their it's, offer. It's he turned down their offer to start free agency saying, I want to shop around, got no better offers. The Skins moved on, and then nothing happened. And now Galette's fired his agent. He has tweeted out to all you NFL players, you don't need an agent, man. It's not it's, worth it, and they don't understand what you really want.
1: Yeah, well, he he should have said to his agent, he should have said, uh, they paid me two years not to play, and they paid me a lot of money. I played one more year, and I was pretty good, and now they're offering me $10 million to stay. I think I'm going to take that. But but he bought into what his agent was telling him. Oh, no, you're a pass rusher. A lot of teams are going to line up to, to be after you, and they're not. And now it's sort of pathetic that he's begging on there. And, and also, I think there's still the feeling that the Redskin land is the land of gold. Des Bryant asking to be here. I still think that, they, that players think about the days when Adam Archuleta comes in looking for $6 million and they give him ten. <laughs> or uh,
0: <laughs> Those days know. are over. Or, or yeah, when Laverius Portis gets Coles. a huge deal. Or Lavernius Coles, right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Right, right. I, I, I think there's still that. Oh, yeah. Dan Snyder just throws around money. Uh, no, they really don't anymore. They don't do it that way. Yeah.
0: All right. Very good, Andy. Anything else to add uh, this week?
1: Uh, what else was? Uh, what do you do? On what do you mind? do in
0: your? What do you do in your bye week? You and go apple picking with your wife?
1: Uh, no, not not gonna go apple picking. Um, do Jews, do, still... do
0: Jews apple pick?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh but, yeah, but, we do that, but not not you know not not with great fervor. We'll pick a few apples, but we're <laughs> not going to make a day of it. Uh, but but I, I do still have to uh, do my deck. I have to reseal my deck, so maybe I'll get to do that. Uh, and that you're
0: Sunday. you're going to do that yourself? Or you're not going to you're not going to hire that out?
1: No, I, I have a friend who has a power washer. I did some of that huh. in my old house before I left, and oh, uh, yeah. you have to do that, and then uh, uh, roll on the the sealer. And I think I'll be done. I've got my big screen TVs in. Uh, Things are good.
0: Andy has big screen TVs, plural, in his house, but not together in one room. You have one in your bedroom, which is mm -hmm. how many inches?
1: 65.
0: And one downstairs in your living room, which is?
1: That's 60. And then the one in the basement is 65, and it's above the fireplace. Wall mounted and uh, 4K. It's it's unbelievable. It's, so you have to run
0: around it. from one TV to the other when no, instead I, don't. Can... I have
1: Andy. I have three a of what's them. called a remote in no. my hand. It's no. a small device which allows me to change the channel by simply pushing a button.
0: Dear listeners of the ZabeCast, please email me <laughs> and help convince Andy that unless he gets at least two TVs side by side, he's not living properly. That's all I want to yeah. do.
1: Well, I could also, if I had an iPad, I could watch something on my iPad while I was watching the TV.
0: Okay, well, do you have an iPad?
1: No, I don't. Do you want one? Uh, I'm thinking about getting one, but I I don't know.
0: What if I I gave you one of mine you could use?
1: (laughs) How many do you have?
0: Two right now.
1: Why do you have two?
0: I used to have four. (laughs) I used to have a mini And I used to have another one before that.
1: So, so Best Buy has your picture posted, don't let this man leave? <laughs>
0: uh, I actually said how I got on Best Buy's no-fly zone or no-fly list for returning items.
1: Oh, yeah, you're, you're notorious for that. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you know that they have a program that flags people that make an excessive amount of returns? Really? And I was on it. They're like, I returned one last thing and they're like, and it was a long printout of a receipt. And I'm mm-hmm. like, This can't be good. It's still printing. It's like printing <laughs> yeah. the Magna Carta here. And the well, clerk you... the clerk looks at it and says, um, yeah, this thing here says that you may not be eligible for future returns, but there's a number down here at the bottom if you want to call and inquire more about your status. I never Ooh. called the number because I didn't want to know. Where, no, where no. I stood, I just said, okay, calm the fuck down about buying shit at Best Buy, give it six months off, and then sure enough, I came off the list after like six months of good behavior.
1: Well, did, do you know that Costco used to have this policy that yes. you could return? anything and, and we'll,
0: at any time.
1: Right. and what, In fact, you had to call your mother when we were having this discussion once. An argument on the this. air.
0: I didn't believe it was
1: true. Yeah, and, and I knew a guy who, as TVs were getting bigger and better and cheaper, would do that. Like, every two years, take his CV back yeah. and get a better one for less money.
0: <laughs> I think they have curtailed that. I think they've put they, some they limits that. on it. They that.
1: had to. They had to. Yes. It was getting ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yes, because people are assholes, and they will cheat the yeah. system whenever possible. All right, exactly. Andy, good to talk to you as always. We'll check in next week. Let's end with this today. Normally, as a free market capitalist, I have a dim view on any government regulations that could otherwise be handled through good old-fashioned competition. And in the case of this story, though, I'm starting to think, yeah, get in there, Uncle Sam, and fuck them up good. Apparently, the government is closer than ever to enacting a law about how small airline seats are allowed to be. The FAA inspector general had a report in which somebody said, hey, you know, by law, commercial airliners are supposed to be able to be evacuated in 90 seconds or less in the event of an emergency. Recent incidents revealed that was taking two and a half minutes or more with a fully packed flight, Because the seats are so small and there's so many people in that tight, confined space. The Inspector General directed the FAA to take a fresh look at the issue, leading some to believe that the FAA was finally about to restore some legroom on airline flights. Well, the FAA then said, Ah, never mind, they blew off the report, nothing changed. Now dealing with the growing chorus of complaints from travelers, it appears that Congress is now going to step in and do something about it, whether it involves a safety issue or not. This from the Detroit News. The regulation of seat width and legroom is part of a five-year extension of the federal aviation program announced in an early Saturday by Republican and Democratic leaders of the House and Senate committees that oversee the nation's air travel. Thank God, the two parties finally getting together and cooperating on something. Congress faces a September 30th deadline to keep the FAA programs running. The Senate will also need to take up the bill this week or both changes will need to pass a short-term extension. I mean, look, Here's the problem. Unlike other products, it's not easy for us as consumers to go, well, hey, United, your seats suck. We're going to go and get a flight that runs from the same ar- airport to the same airport on another carrier that has much more reasonable seating. A, because they're all going to smaller seats, and B, with the way the you know modern American air system is with the hubs and the you know, we only have so many landing spot, spots at this airport. You know, so-and-so's in Delta City and so-and-so's in an Atlanta City. And and the fact that, what, we've got three airline companies now? They've all merged together? There's no real way to keep them from continuing to crank and crank and crank down the size of seats. And I think it's crazy that a otherwise average size person, I'm a little bit fat, I'll be honest, but i ter- in terms of width, my shoulder. My shoulder width. It's ridiculous. I should be granted as a otherwise normally not super wide guy at the shoulders. You should have you should have the right to your shoulder width on your seat plus two inches on either side. An inch on either side. I'll, I'll, let's start asking for two inches on either side. We'll settle for an inch. But that should be mandatory. You should be able to go... To Like when you get your TSA pre-check, you should be able to go to some office at the airport at your leisure and have your shoulder width measured. And they go, oh, you are uh, 39 and a half inches. Okay. So you have a right when booking a flight to get a, a seat. And if the airlines don't want to make all the seats a certain width, then they've got to make available a certain amount that are at least, well, in my case, I'm guessing 41, 42 inches wide really haven't measured my shoulder width, but that's the biggest thing. I can lose all the weight in the world, but the length of my femur is not going to change. So in other words, when I'm sitting there normally and my knees are smashing up against the seat in front of me, I I, I can't change that. I can't lose enough weight to change that. Just like as much weight as I lose, my shoulder width is never going to go down. And when I'm on a flight in a three, you know, in a three gang row and there's two other dude bros with me, like I was coming home from Vegas, and they've got wide shoulders and I've got wide shoulders, we're done. And I'm leaning out into the aisle. Scott Lynn got his knee smashed by the cart. Not because he was being sloppy and like purposely putting his leg out. He had fallen asleep and his leg just kinda it just kinda stuck out in the aisle and BAM. And they don't give a shit about hitting you in the knee. With their cart. None whatsoever. Fucks given, zero. By the airline stewardesses. And you're not going to get anything as compensation for, hey, you smashed me in the knee. That's nothing about flying. I get rid of that cart. Absolutely. No drinks. You want a drink on the plane? Bring your own drink. Bring one drink of your own. That's it. None of this coffee. So, oh, I got to bring a cart. We get a caught. No. Fuck to the No. We don't need that cart going up and down the aisle. Pain in the ass. But that's my airline. I'd have no carts, no no drinks that we serve, no food that we serve. It's pointless. Eat before your flight or bring a snack. You're not going to die, okay? And uh, no overhead bins. (laughs) Why not? Because then people bring shit on board. If there's no overheads, nobody drags luggage in. Very easy to get on and off the flight because nobody's people only have what they they can put with them i know it's an insane airline but i'm just saying i'd like to start it up see how long it would last three months max all right that'll do it for me today and for andy poland thank you so much for listening thanks for downloading subscribe comment and like tell three friends if you can spare the five dollars a month and you don't think it's un-american subscribe to the premium you think you might like the friday show it's only 4 dollars a month. You can quit any you like. Otherwise, have yourself a great Tuesday. We will see you next time.